The way to be memorable for me is I'll talk to you a bit about business, but I'm going to make sure that I know something about you before I go into the room where I can get you off the topic of business. Man, your daughter went to this school exactly. like I did, or you're from this place or blah, 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 right? There's certain times in your life where it's like, if they're serious, they'll reach out to me. Stack my money up like Lego. Bet me when I say so. Pull up in the spotlight. Pull up in the drive. What's up, world? It's your boy Ross Mack, man, Mr. Maconomics, and you are tuning into another episode of Money Music Culture. And I'm sitting here with my dog, my ace coon, boom, B Cope. How you living, baby? Uh, living the dream, bro. Living the dream, man. I'm sitting here with you. You got the, what? hey, you got a bunch of colors on right now, man. Mr. Hey. Put That Shit On. Mr. Put That Shit On. That's my actual middle name. They used to call me that back in the day. But look, I'm, I'm rocking with you. You got the uh, the swim trucks on, hey, the thighs man. out. You feeling good? Listen, man, I'm ready to get in the pool after this. Hey, I don't man, know. We sitting there working. We in Cali, man. I'm going to tell y'all where we at. We in Cali. You know, it's beautiful weather out here. It's not no humidity and all that stuff out here. You know, when I'm on the East Coast, I walk outside, I start sweating. I'm big bone. You know what hey, I'm saying? It's a, for one, it's a direct correlation to how much money you have to how high up your shorts come above your thighs or come above your kneecap. Listen, and as you can see, that boy Cope is paid. Cope is paid. I need more. Paid. <laughs> I need more. I need more. My, 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 my shorts still come down like soldier boys and them back in them days. <laughs> Mine come below the knee, yours come above the knee. Hey. But I love it, man. Listen, man. Well, you just covering up the ashy knees. You know what hey, I'm saying? Me, be. I've, been, I've been, uh, you know, working on the, the the details of my knees and stuff like that. So I want to show it off to the world, you know what I'm saying? But uh, but nah, man, in all seriousness, got to talk about an important topic today. What are we talking about, guy? Because we talk about money, music, culture, mm -hmm. but one of the phrases most commonly used uh, or most commonly heard, I guess, your network is your net worth. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. your network is your net worth. Okay, well, we're not talking about the, the, the service network on your phone or mm -hmm. nothing like that, right? Okay, cool. Well, growing up, trying to figure out, you know, once you started understanding what network meant and net worth meant, then you started realizing, okay, network is the people you're connected to, right? Okay, mm -hmm. well, you know, all right, well, these are the people around me and all that stuff. And then, well, how do I get into the, the different rooms how do I get a different network if I'm trying to grow my net worth? Yeah. So on this particular episode, on this particular episode, I think it's important for us to talk about how do you align yourself with, rub shoulders with the people that you want to mm -hmm. so that you can increase your net worth, right? Mm. It's strategy to it. It's, it's an, an art. art. Art form to it. And honestly, for me, I understood it in high school because I went to a private high school and I started to see what money really w was, what money really meant, right? Yeah. And then in college, that's when we went to Penn. So at Penn, we're fortunate to have had people talking about hey, resume building, resume shops. They had a whole office and career center to help you build your resume or write your resume properly, quote unquote. But they also had networking events. Mm -hmm. And so... What I realized for me early on was like, like you said, it's an art. And with any art form, it takes practice mm -hmm. to develop the skill so that you can shine in the right moments. 
All right, I'm sorry for interrupting, but look, I need you to follow and subscribe and share this with everybody so we can keep this whole money music culture thing going. And what I mean when I say that, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm talking super high level right now, but let's talk about what it really means. In order for me to get where I want to get to in life, I need to know the right people. I got to shake hands with the right people. I got to meet the right people. However, when you're born in certain areas, situations, and neighborhoods, shit, you don't know the right people. Your yeah. network is the people in this mm -hmm. this block, right? The people you go to school with. Well, if I'm trying to get over there, or I'm trying to get into this thing, how do I, and I'm asking you, how do I intentionally align myself with the people I know can help unlock my dreams or get me mm -hmm. closer to my dreams? How have you gone about that? So, one, I want to def... I, well, you already define it, but I want to separate it because there's two forms of networking. There's networking up and there's networking across. Networking up is when you are talking to someone who's a little older than you, a little more senior. And when I mean seniors, more established in their job level, right? That's the person that could potentially get you an internship, could potentially give you some guidance on, um, you know, where you should be going. And they could also open some doors for you. Mm -hmm. Then when you're networking across, you are talking to people, your peers, right? People that are your equals, people that are pretty much your same age, may or may not be doing different stuff, but by knowing people that, you know, have similar interest in you, that's like planting a seed that will eventually sprout. Mm. And so when you network across, you're in a position uh, to find people that are still young and hungry like you. But in five years from now, 10 years from now, them the ones that are decision makers, mm. them the ones that can pick up the phone. And I, I was I was telling this, my homie this, right? Like when you in your 30s, well, when you're 22, all you're trying to do is network up. Mm -hmm. 22, oh man, oh you, like, I was a kid working on Wall Street, right? So at 22, 23 years old, it just felt like a very repetitive process. Oh, we go get some drinks. It's a networking opportunity, right? Everybody got name tags. Mm -hmm. Oh, what do you do? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the business card. Real quick stuff. elevator pitch. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm from here, and this is what I'm interested in. Cool. Mm -hmm. Take my car. Send me an email. Boom, 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 boom. And you sit and you say, okay, one, right? Let's talk to to somebody that's watching this who, one, may not be in that room that I was in, right? I'm in Morgan Stanley room. I'm networking with other financial professionals. How do you, to your real question is, how do you network, right? And so I want to let it be known. You can network across and you can network up. Networking across is interesting and it's important because you're planting a seed that will eventually sprout, mm -hmm. right? So you find people that are movers and shakers in your field. Well, I'm sorry, not in your field, but in your kind of peer group, yeah. right? So this person might be in fashion and design. This person might be in tech. This person might be in finance. This person might be in engineering, and the list goes on, but they're young, they're hungry, but you continue to meet these people and uh, cultivate a relationship that somewhere down the line, guess what? Five years, seven years down the line, they're a real decision maker. Mm. Ten years down the line, shit, they could get one of your homies a job, if not you a job, right? And that's something that we're, we are in that phase of our life yep. where early 30s are decision makers. They can move the fucking needle. They can pick up the phone and do something, right? But if you're a young cat, you know, 22, 23, 25, et cetera, right, how do you network? One, I'm always say definitely network across because that is something that's not nearly 
as sexy. People think like, nah, I just want to, I want to meet the big boss, right? Oh, you a CEO of this? Oh, how can I meet you? How can I be an intern? Right? Like, sure, sometimes that might work, but it's very important to network across. Yeah. Well, I I think that that's huge. Just like, I want to be there. So I'm a network with the person that's there, but you're not thinking about, well, who's going to be the person that could be there or will be there? Or the person that's already up under him. How can Mm -hmm. I learn from the junior of that person? Right. His young bull. Exactly. And I think that that's, uh, I mean, that's that's major what you said. Because when you think about it, a lot of folks, so for me, growing up, the standard in my household was go to college, right? And when you look at college, it's really just a opportunity to network. When you look business. at grad school and business school, it's really just, oh, I went to, you hear a lot of business partners and a lot of founders and all those things. Well, oh yeah, I started this company with this guy I went to grad school with, my business partner, blah, 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 right? Like by grad school time, I think people really are honing in on like, I am here to network and build mm-hmm. my network and find people who can increase my net worth over time through the business relationships we're mm-hmm. able to form. So I want to make sure that as you mentioned, right? Like it's something that I never, I've, we all hear up, we all hear growing up, but it's an art, it's a skill. And so let's kind of dive into mm-hmm. the art form and the skill. So for me in college, whenever there was a big networking event that I really cared about, like this is a job or internship that I really want, that I really want to go to. I always understood like football, right? Like I, I didn't just go into the game and like just throw the pads on and start playing like I practiced the whole week to get up mm-hmm. to that point and so for me I would go to a random networking event of a company that I didn't really give a shit about so that I could practice <laughs> these awkward conversations I could practice okay like well that's the person that I need to talk to so okay how am I gonna spark this conversation um you know I probably to be quite honest with you eh, probably the first time I was in one of the rooms I probably did the okay well Maybe I should try to awkwardly bump into him and then do some shit like that. Some <laughs> stupid shit. You know, like, yeah. But like how do you spark these conversations and how do you become memorable, right? Like mm-hmm. how are you not just one of the many, uh, and at that time I ain't had no business cards, but how are you not just one of the many people who are taking a business card and sending an email where they're like, oh, fuck, who the fuck is Brandon Copeland? Like, I don't know, right? So how do you become memorable in those rooms? Bro, so I'm going to be honest. I think where I am in my career, I am a byproduct of great networking, yes. of utilizing my network, of leaning on to my contacts. Because you ain't got no talent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm going to be, I'm going to call it a spade a spade. <laughs> you ain't got no, no, I'm a dog, brother. But no, so here's the thing, and here's the game, right? Once again, networking up, networking across. Networking up, you got to master your story. You got to be able to convey an elevator pitch. You got to be able to convey, you know, what you're passionate about and why this person should be willing to give you a chance. Mm, Put you on the spot. Introduce yourself to me. You say master your story. You're in a networking event right now. You're networking. I'm the big boss. Okay. Boss, boss, boss. There's a young kid at home right now saying, okay, master your story. Show me what you're talking about. Yeah. Go. I'm okay. gonna fire your ass if you don't. <laughs> I ain't fire, but you know what I'm saying? You ain't get my business card if this shit's weak. Okay. Hey, how you doing, Brandon? What's up? How you doing, man? Oh, phenomenal, man. Listen, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm very passionate about 
you know, trying to find ways to bring financial literacy to my community, right? Mm -hmm. I formerly used to work on Wall Street, and now what I'm passionate about is bringing Wall Street to Main Street because I feel as though financial literacy is a tool to really bring awareness and build some level of equality in my community. Mm -hmm. So if at any point in time you have anything in that realm, I would love to connect and find a way to hopefully work with you. Wow, wow. What's your name again? Ross. Ross, Ross Mack. Yeah. Mm. Pleasure to meet you, yeah. Ross. Pleasure. Awesome, man. man. Boom. Real live example. Real live example. Adding to that, not what you did. One of the things that, like he t just talked about, mastering your story and elevator pitch. One of the things that I found, like you got to keep it concise. And for me, there's a bunch of different things that I'm doing. And so sometimes you got to go in and narrow the focus, right? Like you can talk about real estate. You can talk about venture. You can talk about this. Well, what does this person care about? Right. Mm -hmm. And so for depending on whom I'm who I'm talking to, I got to make sure that I'm narrowing the focus to get to yeah. something that they care about. I love that. So I think the art of it. Right. One, I would do it over as I heard myself saying it. Mm. Right. I would aim to see what I want to get out. But at the end of the day, you want to have some emotional string you're pulling on that makes that person say, yo, he has a great compelling story. Something about this kid I like, right? Like, once again, we're talking, I'm a 25-year-old kid, a 23-year-old kid talking to a big dog, right? So what is it that I'm trying to do, right? Like an elevator pitch, like if you tell me, insert a business, right? I'm going to have a completely different thing, right? It always depends on what you're pitching, right? If I, uh, you know, have a startup, right? My, my pitch is something completely different, but mm. I think... You want to be very concise and, you know, try to find that 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 element, right, that that emotional component that you could tug at. And one of those things like, OK, what's my name? What is the problem I'm trying to solve? Right. Why am I so passionate about something? No, so no matter what it is. Right. I'm trying to make that person say, yo, this kid is dope. I want to fucking get this kid a chance. Right. Mm. No matter what it was, all of my job interviews or better yet, internship interviews. Right. That's really networking. Right. Yeah. I crushed those, right? My shit was, you know, hey, I'm just a humble kid from, you know, from the south side of Chicago, found found out the power of a dollar early on, and ever since then, you're right, I've been always having entrepreneurial realms, always wanted to find ways to, you know, get into the finance space, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? My story, I'm from the south side of Chicago, right? If I'm talking to a white person, they're like, oh, wow, that sounds intriguing, right? Oh, you really made it, right? Boom, 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 right? No matter what it is, but then again, right, that's networking up. And I want to always talk about, so networking up is you pulling on the emotional string. Networking across mm. is where, is there some mutual benefit? Yeah. Right? This is what I'm doing. What are you doing? Right? Because now you're asking, I see how you can help me. How can I help you? Mm. Now it's some mutual love. It's some benefit. Right? The transaction has to go across the table. I think that's one of the things that I... Um, that we probably both saw at Penn was mm -hmm. that at a certain point, or, or really working in New York City as well too, at a certain point it was like, it was so transa transactional. It was so, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? What can you mm -hmm. do for me? And, and what I found after graduating and then moving beyond, especially even networking across especially, but also even networking up is like, some people want to know like, what are you potentially willing to do for me. That sound yeah. kind of weird. That sound really weird, right? But Real like, Harvey Weinstein S. Yeah, that sounded really kind of weird. <laughs> Coke, get off weird. your Harvey vibes. But, but, you know what I, but you know what I mean, right? Like, it's, it's more of a... We on the couch. You got bro, your arm stop, up. Bro. You sounding like Harvey Weinstein. Stop, bro. 
Um, <laughs> it's it's more about like so many people they come to me at this uh, point. They call it the casting couch. Oh this yeah, is, yeah, I'm getting real scared right now. Come. Look, look, I, got, I do got my legs out. What I guess, are you I guess willing it could to get do? off her right now? But luckily, we family. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no incest in this world. But uh, nah. It, it, more importantly, it's like so many people come, and actually, I remember talking about this on Earn Your Leisure, right? It's like you got so many people who come and want to take time, mm-hmm. energy, value from you. Well, okay, like this has got to be mutually beneficial, right? There's only a certain amount of relationships that can be drawing on your energy without giving anything in return. And that's personal relationships. Mm-hmm. That's business relationships. And so that's one of the things, pieces of advice I would say to a lot of young people, especially when you're trying to get into those rooms or meet those people or even network across with people who you kind of like, like there's no reason for them to network with me. Mm-hmm. I got to add value. Yeah. I got to find a way to add value, yeah. right? And that's how I, I got to get creative and I got to be memorable. And and it's tough and it's an art. But like most things in this world, most things in this life, it comes through practice. So for me, I have put a lot of time, effort, and energy into practice. I put mm. a lot of time, effort, and energy into watching how other people work the room. When, when I became... Uh, Just be honest, you watch me. Nah, I, I watch, you, watch you to learn work, what work not the to room do. Another nah, day. Look, listen, nah, I do what watch, I but but also in real talk though, you study and emulate uh, people me. who are <laughs> people <laughs> you look up to. Me, people, Just people say you look it. up to, man. People you look up Bite to. Bite your right? tongue and so, say it. Listen, one of the best pieces of advice what your boy you got. You know what I'm saying? Is um, when I became when I became captain of the team in, at Penn senior year. And just for y'all who are potentially at home hating on Penn, we were the Alabama to Ivy League. That's what <laughs> own, we all are saying. Oh, bro. That's what I'm saying. Three championships in four years, people. That's all I'm saying, man. Like, read the rings. I got them all, right? If you want to see them, I got them. We'll sit. That might be the thumbnail for this episode. You know what I'm saying? Um, but no, it, when I became captain, first solo captain in 27 years and also black captain. So, mm-hmm. you know, probably first solo black captain ever at Penn, right? And so somebody curious, told why me... why is it solo? Why wasn't another one? Or nobody was dope? It was just you? No, they... The or you were so exceptional. What the coach said... You're going you gonna to make me blush out here, man. <laughs> what the coach said, his words were, the uh, votes, the voting difference was so far in between that it was like... We were going to have, they typically have four to five, but because it was so far in between, we going we, we think he can handle it. We're going to put it on his shoulders, which, you know, as a senior in college. What you say, typically four to five captains? Yeah, it's typically four to five. We got a team of 110 players, so. So the year before your senior year, it was four captains? It was four captains. And your yeah. senior year, you were the only captain? The only captain. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. Good to know appreciate you paid you. everybody. Okay. Hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. You know what I'm saying? But uh, but a, a parent on the team, a teammate's parent told me, hey, listen, I know you're about to get interviewed more in your life than you ever have before. You should start looking at other people's interviews. Oh, yeah. And you should start studying how they deal with uncomfortable questions, tough questions, how they work the room, et cetera. And so wow. he had told me. Um, it's great advice. Yeah, great advice. One of the best pieces of advice I've ever got. Mr. Sostak, appreciate you, man. Um, 
he had told me, you know, watch the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady's all stuff. I'm like, mm, not necessarily the interview style I'm looking for, right? So I started watching Kevin Hart, Jamie Foxx, Jay-Z, um, and just figuring out, like, how they came into a room and just made it theirs, right? Mm. And that is what took my interview game, like, when I was being interviewed, not even just media, but also, like, job interviews, it took it to a totally different level, bro. And, and I literally mean that. So, yeah. again, practice, putting in the work. And I think that certain mm-hmm. skills we don't necessarily understand that there's a, a practice and a work that goes behind it to being able to own a room and figure out what works for you and what doesn't and how you make other people feel comfortable, right? And so not getting too far away from the, the subject at all here, right? What would you say is your most important thing you do and I know you're probably, you know, we entrepreneurs now. You're far away from the interview process, right? But what is the most important thing you do prior to going into an interview mm. or a networking event? I'm at a different place in my life where everything comes natural. However, I wouldn't have gotten there if it if it wasn't for the practicing, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the studying, the people who could speak more, you know, eloquent than the average person, right? And so... I had that same uh, advice when I was like 18 really? interviewing. Wow. He was like, yo, when it comes to public speaking, you need to pr- you need to watch and study the people that you think are great public speakers. Mm. He was like, is it Barack? Is it Farrakhan? It don't matter, right? Just study people who are great speakers, right? And um, so for me, right, if I'm going into a, um, a, um, a networking session or interview or anything, right, I think at the end of the day is learn your story, master it, right? At the end of the day, you know you better than you, mm. right? But now you got to find what's the best way to tell what you do because you and I are both serial entrepreneurs. Now, if anybody asks you, what does Cope do? Mm. You say, yeah, I'm in the NFL and there's a comma. Like, there's so many other things, right? Mm-hmm. If I ask what I do, so many other things. And so you got to find the best way to, one, master your story and then tailor it to the person you're talking to. Yeah. So if I'm... um if you're talking to a person that is in academia, Coke probably is going to say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I play in the NFL, but I, in my offseason, I'm also a professor. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I teach this type of class. Like, you might hone in on that, right? If I talk to somebody who's an investor uh, in the stock market, I'm going to say, yeah, I, I got this show on Revolt, but I also have an investing club, mm-hmm. right? And I did that. So, like, you got to know how to pivot and tailor your story. To who your audience is, and the same way, right? Know your audience, right? Whether it's social media or know your audience on who you're speaking with, and so it's all about knowing how to, you know, pivot and read the room and know, okay, what is this person more interested in? Yeah, no, I love that. It's a, a phase of my, not even phase. It's like I remember going into rooms and it's like you said, practicing that pitch, mm-hmm. and I started realizing, okay, well, like sometimes I would, I used to lead with the NFL player. Right. And then you started realizing that, like, well, when I leave with that now, everything else I say behind that is almost an afterthought, because mm-hmm. now, depending on who I'm talking to, like, they're just, oh, it's a NFL player. Right. I'm like, well, I need you for real estate development. Or I need mm-hmm. you to teach me this. So, boom, I'm Brandon Copeland. You know, I'm Christian. I'm a husband. I'm a brother. I'm a son. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a real estate investor. I also teach classes at the University of Pennsylvania and oh. On Sundays, I'm chasing your favorite quarterback. I'm an NFL player as well, too. So <laughs> I would love to talk to you about, boom. You know what I'm saying? But now, oh, shit. Oh, this dude, an NFL player, too, right? So, like, 
I think as you as you practice, right, you start to and practice and take notes on the reactions that you get. Everybody's going to people are going to react differently. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not to say like you 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 do your pitch on one person. And then if they have a different reaction, you just throw it away. Mm-hmm. It's like you, everybody's you gonna, it. yeah. You hone it and you figure out well, what is my hook to make sure that now when I walk away from you, I'm memorable, right? Yeah. Because when I send you that email, I want to make sure you answer. So now here's the big thing, right? Let's pivot away from the actual networking session. Let's talk about the follow up. You just said when I send you that email, how what what now is like. It's like get the girl's number. How do I convert? Is it a date? You know what I mean. What? How does it? What's the? Cope <laughs> didn't date much, so we. <laughs> listen, you're talking my life. No, I'm joking. Um, now listen. Um, so you network. Is, yeah. What's the next step? Yeah. How you move to second base? Yeah. So the the follow up. Everything is. Everything is about the follow-up, mm-hmm. right? It's about the follow-through. In basketball and the free-throw line, it's about the follow-through, right? Like, you that wouldn't know missed. nothing about that, but that's... That shit missed. Uh, that's just all <laughs> neck. You see what I'm saying? That's it. Gooseneck is what we called it in Baltimore. You already know. The art of the follow-up is so important and so strategic. It's like, okay, you got the hook, right? So it, it depends two ways, right? One of the things... Damn, shoot, let's talk real. We got the wine out here. You got the Casamigos. It toasts my brother. First of all, we in Cali. You got on the pastels or whatever you call it. You know what I'm saying? You artsy and shit. Mm. All right, we're going to talk real. So before Cope was married, you know, back when I was in the streets and stuff, you know, one of the things I started realizing mm-hmm. was, listen, you know, uh, with women, the young women that, you know, the women that I were, was courting when I was a young Padawan out there, young whippersnapper. You know, I used to uh, take the numbers. And then I'd be trying to text. And, oh, some people respond. Some people don't. Follow up, right? Well, eventually, it was like, all right, well, fuck it. I'm not going to take your number. I'm going to put my number in your phone. And then if you text me, I know you. I know there's some interest there, right? If you don't. Be quite honest, I'd probably forgot about you anyway. It's all good. This is the, the college coat at the party, drinking the Casamigos. Now I'm I have no parts to this conversation. It's I'm all talking good. to his wife. Ta- I know ta- nothing about nothing. Ta- my best friend. We're going to talk real. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so for me, that was also a really important lesson of like, okay, well, how do I put the ownership of like wanting to exchange information and follow up? How do I take that pressure off myself? And so there's certain times and certain moments where it's like, I, I need this to go I got to stop you. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. Only because we're different parts of our lives. Mm-hmm. People are trying to network with us. Right. And we're still networking up as well. So we're networking across. People are networking up to us. Right. But we're still networking up, right? Right. But this number situation is it's only totally networking different. across. Right? Totally I'm oh, saying... Could be up, but you, I know you, you had a, you had a cougar too. Yeah, it could be up, hey, yeah. not not just a you know. It could be you know. Yeah, actually, or just a chick better than you, or well, out of your league, out of your league, right? Yeah, I've but never no, come I, across I know what those. you. I know what you're saying. Right? I've been out of every chick's league. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But uh, I know what you're saying. So, so one in certain situations is taking the, and when you get to a certain point, it's taking certain pressure and follow up off of you. But for me, I'm I'm at a place where I'm only trying to network. Well, not only. Uh, I'm trying to network yeah. up. But people you know what are saying? networking with you. So, all right. So, I'll, I'll, 
I'll preface it because we listen to Cope. He's going to start telling us about the girl he dated in the third grade and he got her number and he got a candy and hey, the books to class, right? What I'm saying is you leave an event, a conference, right? Um, I met some amazing people, people that, you know, 100 millionaires twice over, three times over, right? Hundreds of millions, right? Mm. So now what is my follow-up, right? The follow-up is, right, what did you guys talk about? Right? Did I leave it on a notch where it was, yo, man, yo, let's connect. I want to do something with you, right? That's what you have when you get a little older and the person can see true value in you as opposed to you being almost like a charity case, right? When you're networking up, you're 22, you technically add no value to a person, but what they do is see hunger. Mm. I like this person. I'll mentee him. I'll be his mentor, yep. right? But when we're talking about right now, we at a level where it's like, yo, we can make money together. That's a different that's level a, of follow-up. And so that conversation is, hey, man, just following up on our conversation, whether it's a text, you know, email, right? I'm seeing, I'm meet, I meet CEOs mm. now. How can we work together? Right. I meet, you know, we meet hundreds of millionaires, right? Mm. Billionaires. And so now the follow-up different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to hear this. You give a girl your number and hope she texts you shit. Let's talk real. But listen, 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 listen. You ain't let me finish. So for me, what has worked for me, and I'm in a different situation with football. I get that, right? But even in college, the way to be memorable is the for me is I'm not going to talk to you. I'll talk to you a bit about business, but I'm going to make sure that I learn something about you or I know something about you before I go into the room where I can get you off the topic of business. So now when I follow up in an email, I'm going to mention business and follow up, but I'm also going to mention how, exactly. man, your daughter went to this school exactly. like I did, or you're from this place, or blah, 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 right? Perfect. So again, there's certain, in my mind, there's certain um, networking tactics that you use I love where that. it's like, okay, hey, if this person is not necessarily a person that I am see right now that I need to get to that next level. It's not even a transactional thing. It's just like there's certain times in your life where it's like I it, it's a influx of people. If they're serious, they'll reach out to me. That's real. You see what I'm saying? That's the 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 woman and not when you're networking right? up though. But when you networking up, we networking up most of the time, more times than not, it is when I'm sending that follow up email or text, it's Hey, such and such, great to meet you. Love talking about blank because we were probably the only person in the room to talk about, you know, your daughter or son's experience at college or exactly. your experience at this place, right? And then adding on my last layer of my last sentence or two about the business and what I really want to get to from a, a, a business relationship standpoint. And then I send that email off. So exactly. for me, the like hook that. is what the an hook emotional hook. Be. See, I don't uh -oh. need no good hook on this beat. Hey, all I need hey, is a Listen, hey, Murphy Lee was under. But so wait, one thing I want to say and actually connect on that, which is amazing, because we come up in an era where people is passing out business cards. Mm -hmm. Right, it's very rare. You got a business card? Like, nah, I got a QR code, scan yep. my stuff now. That's all my stuff. So on that thing where I would try to find something, just like mm -hmm. you said, I remember, and I'm talking 13 years ago vibes, 
I would try to write one interesting fact about him or her on the back of my business cards Thank that I got know. from them. So that, because this is speed dating. I done got 12, 30 business cards. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yo, I, am I going to hit everybody up? Are oh, they going to remember me? So I, I think that is a very good thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that is uh, powerful. And I think that, again, we're all in different phases of our lives. So yes, like you were saying, like the whole, the college woman analogy is different for some who are trying to network up. But the goal of networking up is to get to the point where people are networking up to you, right? Yeah, and so now, exactly. like you said, your business, you got the QR code business card. Me, I got the QR code business card. People are like, oh, wow, this is nice, right? But really, I started that because I'm in the middle of a presentation or something. I, I'm going to just put the QR code up. If you're really serious and you really want to connect, you'll connect with me. If not... I don't even want to waste time trying to have these conversations and trying to force something that you don't even really see. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So for me, it's also just figuring out, you know, it's levels and layers to it and, and you grow over time. And, but the moral of the story is your network is your net worth and what your network that? is extremely important. Not just what we touched on today was networking up and networking across, which is 70, 80, no, I'm not even going to put a percentage to it. It's extremely important. But it's also about who you're surrounding yourself with Absolutely. on a daily basis. What you're feeding yourself mentally, right? The people that you're that are in your inner circle, right? Because ultimately, you know, when you look around that circle, it's going to determine how far and how high you go. Uh, and I think that that's something that a lot of us take for granted. A lot of us want to win with the same team, and that is great. I love it. I want to do it. But at a certain point, you can't create something extremely, extremely special and unique with a weight vest. Mm. And Damn, some people in your back. circle, you got to audit your circle. Damn, some people in your circle might be a weight back. vest. And you can, you, it's a time and a place for the weight vest, but it's a time to let that thing go and sprint as fast as you can. To bring that whole football analogy in. I know you don't really know about, you know, sports and stuff, but you know what I'm saying? But... Anyway, man, I'm going to let you go ahead and take us out, brother. And you just got into another episode of Money Music Culture, so you already know what to do. Make sure you like and subscribe. And then make sure you share with all your family and your kinfolk. Share with your auntie, your uncle, your mama, your grandmama. You know you got to share with big mama so you can share with all those friends at Bingo Night. Mm. Share with Auntie Shirley, who got the little flab under, who been on the chillings for the past two years. Also, even share with uh, her co-worker, little Liza, who been putting a little uh, raisins in her macaroni and cheese. We gonna give her a pass. But to the end, man, next week, we right back at it. Let's get it. I tried to come up with a white person name. I've been thinking with us on Liza. Fuck it. <laughs>